Welcome back to Round Guy the Podcast. I'm on the phone with Steve Pilchin. Welcome back, Steve. Tickle to hear from you, Dave. Thank you for your service. Oh, I didn't get to talk to you yesterday, so a belated thank you for your service. I know you were a proud uh, Marine uh, for a good portion of your life, and uh, that's that's got to be a... Uh, an honorable thing for you to be celebrating Veterans Day. I'll tell you what, I went to Hy-Vee for breakfast in Fairfield. And they, uh-huh. gave, they gave me biscuits and gravy and uh, sausage links and uh, cheesy hash browns and a cinnamon roll and all the coffee I could drink. Man, I was in heaven. I was going to say they probably uh, were in a quandary about how to get get you out of there, right? I mean, they didn't, <laughs> you know, they put on the celebration for veterans, and then you go there and take advantage of it the way I know you, uh, the way you can. They're probably turning to one another going, hey, we're out of food here. <laughs> well, uh, hey, I also got to so, talk. Yeah, once a year, though, they can put the feedback on for you. Yeah. I also got to talk to an old... Uh, classmate of mine who's a full bird colonel in the Iowa National Guard, Colonel Don Mazinski. How about that? Where is he stationed at? Is he in there in Des Moines? Or well, he's at, he's at Audubon, Iowa. And I okay. I ran into him. Uh, he would, he'd come down to Waco to that game that we covered. Uh, uh-huh. And Audubon won the game, you know, but I saw him and uh, I got a hold of him and he agreed to be our, our Veterans Day guest. And uh, he gave us quite an interview about uh, 35 years in the military. Well, there, yeah, from a vantage point that very few people uh, get a chance to. Uh, when you ended up uh, retiring from the military, what rank were you? Me? Yeah. I, I was a specialist, E-4, just okay. above a private first class. Perfect. But uh, I don't. I, I was only in for four years active, I guess. And then I another year in the reserve. sticking around another four? Oh, well, I guess not. I just, I wished I did, to be honest with you. I, uh, but my time was up and, uh, sometimes I just wanted to move on, I guess, at that point. But, uh, right, right. I was in college. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But again, thank you for the four years, uh, that you served. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, I was not, uh, I was going to be, uh, go to college and play baseball and, you know, and, and what have you. And so while my, uh, I, I thought if I get drafted, I'll, I'll sure go. Uh, but I wanted to, to go to college and play ball and what have you. And, and, uh, even though my draft number was low, I never got called. And, and if, uh, if I had been drafted, uh, uh, as my friend Willie Farrell often said, I, I would have been the worst hockey player in Canada uh, <laughs> if I had been drafted. But uh, And I don't know why I didn't, because there were guys with higher draft numbers, uh, you know, than me that, that did. Uh, but I, so I don't know all of the ins and outs of why that happens the way it does, but but uh, uh, I just uh, I thought I'll, I'll go and fight for my country if I'm drafted. But right now I felt like going to college, trying to find a a, a, 
a ball club to sign me was the way I wanted to go. Mm. And so I, I half achieved that because I went to college, played college ball, but and I, I would have signed a professional contract, uh, but one thing, nobody asked me. Nobody asked, uh, nobody asked me to even go to college. You know, that's kind of funny because I, one of the big reasons I wanted to join the Army was so I could play baseball. Really? And did you get to do that? Oh, all the time, constantly. I mean, just, I mean, I played baseball and football. Uh, I wrestled a little bit. I was terrible at basketball, but they let me keep the stats on the basketball team. I see. I played uh, like two minutes in three years, but it uh, wasn't very good. Was that a, uh, the last two minutes of a game when you guys were up by 40 or something? No, I'll take that back. I played the back half of a game once because of uh, we kept getting uh, guys to foul out. Ah. And then, yeah, I played center. I did pretty good, I thought, in that game. I scored some points and blocked some shots. And, you know, we didn't lose by too much, I guess. But, yeah. In fact, I think we lost the game because of, uh, someone else fouled out. We didn't even have enough players to to keep going. Wow. But uh, ah. I never thought about that for a long well, time. Well, an illustrious basketball career while you were in the Army. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, maybe three minutes combined. Uh Anyway, I hear you got a, a, a guest, a surprise guest for us, or a really big one coming up. Well, I'll ruin the surprise right now. Uh, it's my old friend Larry Morgan, who I spent uh, many a year with at KGGO. Uh, I reached out to him, and he, uh, whether he knows it or not, uh, he may regret it, but he's agreed to go on the air with us and visit a little bit, reminisce. Even though he's retired, he's still pretty busy. Uh, he calls Drake basketball games, and he's uh, in and out of here. He's he's uh, got two daughters. One lives up in uh, California, and he's just got back from visiting her and their grandchildren. Uh, Larry's quite a guy. I've always uh, felt like he was the classiest guy in show business. Uh, he's just as classy and as cordial and as nice a guy as anybody I've ever known. And so I'm going to enjoy talking with him. He, uh, when I talked to him to set this up, I told him, I said, start thinking about some of the, some of the things that we did and, and uh, some of the capers that we had, because I was the first couple of years, I was the kind of the, uh, Stunt boy, you know, I was the the guy that w they'd send me out to do this and do that, and so I was kind of the stunt boy. And then Larry decided he was going to retire from radio and get into uh, sales, and uh, so then they invited me to kind of be in there full time with Lou, and and the rest is history. That lasted up about twenty years. I did that, so but Larry's going to still have some. Uh, ability to recall uh, some of the things they sent me out to do, and and uh, it, it was quite a quite a run. I enjoyed Lou and Larry, and then uh, when Larry left, it was Lou and uh, Round Guy and Heather. So all told, about twenty years worth of radio. So that's that's our surprise guest 
no longer a surprise, but we're going to set that up for some time here next week and, and get a chance to visit with him. Yeah, that's going to be great for the listeners. And I bet you'll really enjoy reminiscing with him. Yeah, I will. I don't, you know, because I live here in Oskaloosa now, I don't, and, and I'm without a car, but I, I, don't, I don't get around like I used to. And, and uh, you know, with him in Des Moines, it's tough to, it's tough to hang out and visit with anybody back from back in the day. So I'm looking forward to it as much as if uh, I'm sure Larry is. So, but listen, you were in Kelowna. Yeah, you got all kinds of things going on. Oh Look, my gosh! You need to talk with me. You're the star of this show. You were in Kelowna. You uh, you're getting ready to to go. Uh, where is it? Talk to me. Tell me where well, you're off to and what you're going to be doing. Well, I actually, already did the episode with Mount Pleasant. Is the city of the week this week? Mount Pleasant, Iowa, where you have some family, don't you? I've got a sister-in-law that lives there, and a niece, and some uh, more. They got—they all got kids now. It's just doing nothing but making me feel pretty old at this point. Yeah, there's just more nieces and nephews running around from my uh, wife's side of the family, and and some of them, yes, live in Mount Pleasant. Well, Mount Pleasant and Kelowna have uh, one thing that's a big in common thing and that's tourism okay uh, there's three big two well i say four big tourist events that happen in mount pleasant uh, one of course is the old thrashers which you know everybody knows about and then the week prior to that it's one of like the world's biggest garage sales they have the whole they're just thousands of garage sales the whole Block, the, the square is all just divided up into sections and that's all garage sales and that brings thousands of people to town and then they have the haunted rails which uh, around guy the podcast covered this year and they had their biggest turnout ever it doesn't surprise us does it not at all and then uh, also at the old threshers they have the uh, uh christmas festival of lights that they have oh all right so yeah i mean that you know now, what Kelowna has is they have all these businesses and they have the sale barn that sells uh, uh, stock horses and uh, draft horses, I mean, and, and uh, those, are, those are the great big ones. And people come from all over the, for that. And then they have all these businesses. Uh, they have a, instead of like a downtown square, they have a village, you know, of all these stores that you can go through where there's chocolate and they, they got it. They took us me to a chocolate factory there, and they gave me some free chocolate. And then there's all uh, there's, I mean, so much stuff down there. There's they got their own brewery. They've got you can just walk down the streets. There's a harness mending shop and an old fashioned uh, uh, guy that pounds iron. What do you call that? Uh, blacksmith. They got a blacksmith shop. Uh, then they got this beautiful park. Uh, and they got a swimming pool and a campgrounds at the park and a softball facility there in Kelowna. Um, and then, but I think the big news that I got out of Kelowna is, do you, have you ever heard of the community of Shiloh that was just south of Kelowna? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember it vividly, but I, I recall having heard about Shiloh, yeah. Okay, well, it was some kind of, let's just say, religious community that had a bunch of, that had a, a farming co-op that owned 
oh, let's just say 350 acres of land, give or take. Uh, and this, this entity dissolved. And then the city of Mount Pleasant jumped on it. They acquired all the land and they annexed that part of the city. And uh, now they're building a lake out there for fishing and a big park and trails and Frisbee golf and all this new housing because they grew 13% in the last census. They are that you, if you list your house for breakfast, you'll have sold it by supper every single ah. time in Kelowna because of this school district, this mid Prairie school district is just a big draw for Wellman and Kelowna. We did an interview with the, with the school teachers at uh, the grade schools and the middle schools and the high school principal, they got a fantastic program going on there with their school systems, but then they have the historical society, which, you know, they, they have, you know, like a museum there in town that talks about life in Kelowna and, uh, the history of everything. History is real important. Uh, you know, it's just, it is a little bit like going back in time. There's a lot of Amish communities. They took me around to these Amish uh, businesses, a guy that had a bakery. And then uh, I went out and saw a guy, he has a goat farm or a goat milking farm. And he has a bi electric bicycle shop. Have you ever heard of these electric bicycles? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have. Not, not uh, in length, but I, I have heard of them, yes. Well, they're an assist bike, basically designed for senior citizens that are trying to stay in shape, you know, but biking might be a little bit too much for them, you know. So it's uh -huh. got, it's got, it's got a, a battery in it, you know, and then you, it's got these different gears you can put in, one through seven. So if you put it down at one and you get up to a hill and you – the bike feels you're starting to struggle. It'll kick in a little bit, or you can put it up to seven and you'll be going 25, 30 miles an hour, just straight out without any effort at all or anything in between to help you get, you know, and that way you can build up your strength and you can go for long rides and, and work as you, you know, as you can. So it's a pretty good, but also you like could, uh, you could end up in the tour de France with one of these things. Oh, well, they're really nice. And they got tandem bikes and then they got these, trikes with great big baskets on them you know that you could go get your groceries and stuff but uh, well, i need one of those yeah yeah i think you could do with one of those round guy it might you know well i don't know i just there was just so much things going on like say in mount pleasant they've got the you now we talked about the uh the west coast offense being uh developed there at iowa wesleyan where, where i went to college when they were doing that we talked about how mommy and mike leach uh, we talked about that when we were in Mount Pleasant about how, you know, they drew that offense up and and put it into practice there at Iowa Wesleyan. And then the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers would later take it and use it to win Super Bowl championships with. How about that? Yeah, so. All originated in Mount Pleasant. You know, the, I'll mention a couple more things about Mount Pleasant. They have East Lake Park and they have excellent fishing and camping and and. And they have all this multiplex facility out there too with basketball courts and tennis courts and uh, softball and everything you could want in places to have uh, shelters and picnic places and stuff like that. So they got, they got amazing entities like that. But they're kind of located between two major highways, 34 and 218 right there. So because of that, they're kind of a transportation desk or a 
of, of where a manufacturer would be very well, easy to transport their goods out of. So like the Walmart warehouse and a lot of industry like that's there. They have, a you know, nice housing and good schools and everything in Mount Pleasant, too. So we enjoyed those two cities. And uh, I'll break a little news here, too, since you did earlier. The city of the week next week is Wapolo, Iowa. Aha, Wapolo. So Wapolo, Iowa. Well, I got a little kind of sad news and some good news. I think we'll do the sad news first. Uh, last week, uh, the, the community of Fairfield School District uh, lost a teacher. I'm not going to go into the details. Her name was Mrs. Graber. and uh, I've been seeing a lot of this on the news. Yeah, it was a real sad, you know, everyone's real yeah. sad about that around here. But uh, I do have some... Uh, I did talk to the county attorney uh, or the assistant county attorney, Pat McAvan. And uh, he says that they're not making any official statements, but uh, there are everything that they know or that uh, is out there is uh, through these press releases. So you can go to their website and get a press release or, and uh, so, you know, I mean, and there it's in the papers and stuff. So everybody knows what happened to it, but there was a, some Southeast Iowa support for the Mrs. Graber in the Fairfield Community School Districts uh, yesterday. Yeah, the, it's the, just heartbreaking. The day before yesterday, the, they all wore orange and black. You know, the schools at Pekin and Mount Pleasant and all the areas around the teachers and the students all wore orange and black in support of Fairfield. So I see. It's, That's a nice thought. Yeah, I just didn't know... Uh, Anything else? You have anything else to say about it, or you know, I I've been following it on the news, and it's just uh, horrific, and and yet it's seemingly we're at a point where when you watch the national news, you know, this kind of thing is happening more often than you know than we we remember when we were going through uh, high school and whatnot. Don't you agree with that? I don't remember do it happening at all when I was going through high school. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what is happening in this country, but but it's not, uh, you know, we're almost not shocked anymore when these kinds of tragedies occur. There's just something going on. I, I just, you know, my, my heart breaks for uh, all of this violence and, and uh, killings and things going on. It's just, it's just horrific. Anyway, let's, like you said, let's end uh, that on a happy note. What did you, what do you got going on that's good news? Brown Guy the Podcast has a spot at Bacon Fest. How about that? Ha! That is good news. Yeah, so, uh, I mean. You know, you rarely find anybody that doesn't love bacon, you oh. know? And there's been, I love bacon. So I guess here's the deal on Bacon Fest. It starts Saturday at 11 at the Bridgeview Center. And I believe it's all out in the parking lot and, and things. But they set up like a little city round guy. Uh, really? And, and yeah, you walk through and there's just little shops or little sections. And as you walk through and you can you don't pay anything to get in. And you can sample. There's samples for a dollar. You know, everything from... Bacon on a donut to sour bacon to everything in between, you know. I, and you're going to be there, right? You're getting to sample all that stuff? 
Yes, and I am. I have, you know, drawn the short straw, and I'll have to be there to uh, taste that bacon for everybody. Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough job. You gotta. You gotta bring a lot of dollar bills with you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, but we're gonna be interviewing the vendors, and we're gonna interview some of the people from the Bridgeview Center, and try to set up some interviews with some of the guests that's going to be over there. And uh, it's going to be kind of fun to spend some time in a Tumor, as I like to call it, Southeast Iowa's nation's capital. <laughs> and I'm sure they'll be thrilled to have you. Well, I, I wish I could be there with you. I got some other commitments and, and I'm unavailable, but I'll be with you in a uh, spiritual sense. Well, that, that, uh, that will warm me up a little bit, that and all the bacon that I'll be eating. Hopefully, they'll have a medic there in case my heart stops. Well, uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> all right. Well, it's uh, been good talking to you. Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Uh, well, we certainly want to root for uh, Iowa and Iowa State and all the other, uh, Drake and you uh, and I, I guess all the other uh, college football teams that'll be playing this weekend and uh, all the high school teams as they start the weekend at the dome and decide who's going to be the uh, state champion football, high school football champions. We uh, wish all of them. Well, I urge you to, uh, and, and the first two or three slices of bacon you have then tomorrow, you, you uh, think of me, will you do that? I'll try to. Yeah. My mind yeah. goes a little blank yeah. in front of bacon, to be honest with you. I just uh, wish I could be there. Anyway, uh, you take care of that, and good luck to all our football teams. And we, as always, thank people for listening to us. We rarely know what we're talking about, but we enjoy talking. <laughs> so, And we enjoy people that are listening to us. Well, I want to thank Thunder Country for getting us our spot there at the Bacon Fest. And uh, Atumwa is the biggest producer of bacon in the whole world. Did you know that? No, I did not. No, it is. You've got to be making that up. Uh, Atumwa? I'm baking that up. Atumwa, Iowa puts out more bacon, more pounds of bacon than any other meatpacking plant in the world. How about that? How about that? Uh, That's fantastic. That's good to know, buddy. All right. Well, I will try to sample as much of it as possible and report back to you. I'm, uh, I, I absolutely, I insist on it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye, All right, buddy.